Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. It's Friday, May 20th, 2022. I'm Peggy Lowe, filling in for no mean Ujia Dean. Coming up, we learn about how a Kansas City radio station founded in 1950 overcame racist government practices and economic barriers to become the oldest Black-owned radio company in America. It was the only radio station in our community that dealt with our community needs. Speaking, of course, of the African-American community. Plus, free parking in Kansas City has been the norm for years. That may be about to change. But first, some headlines. Kansas City Manager Brian Platt says adding more money to the police department won't solve the city's problem with violence and could take money away from other services. The Missouri legislature passed a bill a week ago requiring the city to increase the minimum funding requirement for the Kansas City Police Department to 25 percent of its general revenue. That's up from 20 percent. But Platt says reforms needed at KCPD are about more than money. We need to think about new types of uh, policing techniques and, and initiatives, new ways to get involved in communities and build relationships and things we can do proactively to create different types of presence. Kansas City's police department is one of the only in the U.S. still under state control. The Missouri Supreme Court has rejected the request of Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the St. Louis lawyers who brandished guns at Black Lives Matter protesters in 2020, to provide free legal services to a right-wing media group as a condition of their probation. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. Earlier this year, the court placed the McCloskeys on probation for their conduct during the protest. As a condition of their probation, they're required to provide 100 hours of pro bono work for poor Missourians. The McCloskeys offered to work for Project Veritas, which purports to expose left-wing bias through undercover work. But the Supreme Court said Project Veritas did not qualify. Mark McCloskey said the court only ruled that way because it regards Project Veritas as a right-wing group. I'm sure there's entities that are opposing critical race theory, for example. I'll see if I can uh, work for one of those organizations. I'm sure the Supreme Court won't like that either. McCloskey is seeking the GOP nomination for a U.S. Senate seat in Missouri. COVID hospitalizations in the Kansas City area have taken a sharp turn upward. They're now at 63 per day. That's a jump from 47 at the start of the month. And it marks the first major increase in hospitalizations since January. Doctors are urging residents to seek vaccines and booster shots because much of the immunity from initial vaccinations has waned since the Omicron variants appeared. Free parking in Kansas City used to be the norm, not the exception. But city officials are changing that, starting with a very popular neighborhood, the city market. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports. On a warm Saturday morning, as cars steadily fill the parking lot at the city market downtown, John Hooper, one of the city's newly hired parking ambassadors, has one very important job letting people know that starting this weekend, they have to pay for parking. You come down here, you just want to grab some stuff for a couple hours and leave. So five is always the max. Uh, Ten is to weed out the people that are parking here all day for free. We also 
are promoting the free parking and that's across the highway they can hop on the streetcar and come right down here and that'll avoid a lot of the congestion by offering that as well. The new paid parking on weekends affects only the main parking lots around the city market which already required payment on weekdays. Still, the changes came as a surprise to city market visitors like Sierra Hiley. We come a lot up here on the weekends and it's always been free. So, I mean, I just enjoyed that. You know, it was something fun for me and my kids to come do. There's a reason for the change. Here's how Hooper describes it. Main drive is to get people to enjoy their time down here instead of circling around for a half hour trying to find a place to park. Matthew Muckenthaler, the city's parking program manager, says it's high time that Kansas City shifts away from its antiquated parking model to a more modern approach. We charge a little bit when it's slow, but then it's free when it's busy. So from a business, supply, demand, economics 101, we're upside down and backwards. The changes are part of a larger shift in Kansas City's parking policy. Later this month, the city plans to put parking meters along the streetcar line. Muckenthaler says the goal is to cut down on congestion. So what happens is people just circle and circle and circle. That creates congestion. And then that makes you more encouraged to find an illegal or unsafe way to get out of your vehicle. Muckenthaler realizes residents don't like paying for parking. He's even heard many say that the abundance of free parking is one of the city's attractions. And then I usually respond with, oh gosh, I, mean, I guess then that not being able to find a parking space is the best part of Kansas City. Or having only 25% of the metro population pay for a broken system. Is that the best part of free parking in Kansas City? That's because the years of free parking in Kansas City's busiest areas have come at a cost to the city. Because even if you don't pay for parking, someone else does. The cost of that is $16.5 million a year in general fund support for the parking program. So a lot of that is debt service, right? A lot of that is the big parking garages that we've built and we, and we don't charge for parking in. Ideally, Muckenthaler says that two-thirds of parking revenue should come from people who pay to play, while a third would come from parking citations. But that's not the reality here. Two-thirds of the revenue are coming in because of slaps on the wrist, and only one-third is coming in from payment compliance. So that's a problem, right? For Councilman Eric Bunch, whose district includes the river market, it's about basic supply and demand. Years ago, when downtown was not the bustling district it is today, charging to park wouldn't have made sense. Now, it does. Yes, there may be people who decide not to come down to the market because they have to pay for it. But it's equally true that people are choosing not to go down there because they can't find a parking space. Matt Staub is a member of Kansas City's Parking and Transportation Commission. He believes the parking changes will help make the dense, walkable neighborhood more usable. Unfortunately, it's one of the most charming times to be here. but. The experience is completely overwhelmed with vehicles. The hope is that paid parking will encourage drivers to use other forms of transportation like the streetcar. Lots along 7th and Main Street are still free, so residents like Bethany Benham and her daughter can park there and hop on the streetcar. I knew that it would be quick and easy, and I have my 11-year-old with me, and who doesn't, you know, what 11-year-old doesn't want to ride the streetcar? City officials are hoping more residents will feel the same way. Because who doesn't want to ride the streetcar? For KCUR 89.3, I'm Salisa Kalakal. For more information on the city's parking changes, read Salisa's story at kcur.org.
At a moment when diversity in broadcast ownership continues to decline, Kansas City stands out in a good way. That's because it has the nation's oldest Black-owned radio company. From the podcast A People's History of Kansas City, Suzanne Hogan reports. Black-owned broadcasters have long faced a difficult path in the United States, from Jim Crow-era discrimination to racist practices by the Federal Communications Commission. But in Kansas City, Carter Broadcast Group has been a cultural touchstone that broke through those barriers, amplifying Black music and culture. And it's done even more than that. Freddie Bell grew up as a radio fan and later became a DJ for the company in the 1970s. It was the only radio station in our community that dealt with our community needs. Speaking, of course, of the African-American community. Jim Winston, who leads the National Association of Black-Owned Broadcasters, says that deep community connection is why diversity in media ownership is so important. It makes a difference from the top. It makes a difference in editorial policy. Uh, It makes a difference in the news you cover, the news report. KPRS AM was founded in 1950 by Black radio pioneer Andrew Skip Carter, and it's grown to become Carter Broadcast Group, which owns an AM and FM gospel channel, an HD station of R&B classics, and KPRS FM Hot 103 Jams. Hot 103 Jams, Kansas City's number one for hip-hop and R&B. It is your boy, Playmaker. It's a company that has helped emerging new generations of talent, like Hot 103 Jam's DJ Chris Stimson. Pretty much feel like I grew up with these people, you know what I mean? I feel like I actually became a boy to a man up here. It's crazy. But across the country, commercial radio is struggling, and black ownership of radio stations continues to decline. Now representing less than 2% of the market, that has Jim Winston worried about the future. We've seen a lot of our members vacate the industry. Of course, the history of black radio in America has been blocked by significant hurdles. But by the 1940s, black broadcasters did begin to break through, like WDIA in Memphis and WERD in Atlanta. Well, it's 12 noon and it's time for Lunch Call. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lunch Call Show. It's radio's maddest 60 minutes of music, mirth and merriment. Around that same time in Kansas City, Carter Broadcast Group's founder, Andrew Skip Carter, wrote a critique of the industry's racist practices that was published in Broadcasting Magazine. And it got the attention of unsuccessful Republican presidential candidate Alf Landon. Landon helped Carter start KPRS AM in 1950. Andrew Skip Carter and his wife Mildred Carter's dream was to be a commercial radio station that both entertained and informed. There will be that glorious day. Of the few bits of archival footage that exist from KPRS back in the day, this tape reel from 1968 is a compilation of speeches they aired soon after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Nonviolently, not hating anybody. It's going on to take our grievances to the seat of government. Mike Carter, Skip, and Mildred Carter's grandson says the station promoted messages for peace and calm during the riots in Kansas City. And it was a place where local civil rights leaders of the day could make their messages heard. Both Mike's grandparents have since passed away, and now Mike Carter continues their legacy as vice president of the National Association of Black-Owned Broadcasters and CEO of Carter Broadcast Group, which is also one of the oldest family-owned radio companies. To state that we're the oldest black-owned radio company in America today, 
That's, you know, that's huge. Last July, North Carolina Democrat G.K. Butterfield introduced a bill that would help expand broadcast ownership opportunities for minorities. But Congress hasn't taken that up yet. In the meantime, Carter Broadcast Group continues to fill the airwaves, not just as a Kansas City gem, but also as something of a national treasure, as the oldest of its kind in the country, celebrating 72 years in the business. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Suzanne Hogan. To learn more about the history of Black Radio and Hot 103 Jams, and to hear some super cool music, check out the podcast A People's History of Kansas City. It's available on your favorite podcast app. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Peggy Lowe, filling in for Nomi Nudia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Brian Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can find more stories from our newsroom at kcur.org, where you can also find our live stream. If you like Kansas City Today, help us out by sharing the show with your friends or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening and have a good weekend.